What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for November 19th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former and former Imran Khan. Howdy. Your haircut looks great. Thank you. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> fantastic. It's one of those things where, so they tell me, oh, your barber's not in today. Would you use someone else? And the answer should usually be no. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, have yeah. time this time. So it's like, all right, sure, sure. whatever. Yeah. Uh, the barber took a few liber- liberties that I wasn't as necessarily approving of. Yeah. But over time, it, when it starts filling in, it looks a yeah, lot yeah. better. It looks great, dude. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Right. By the way, I'm still reeling over your Iron Giant opinions. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of had to bury it on the internet. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Somebody's got to step up and be not afraid to tell you the movies you adore as a child are just fine movies. It's fine. Yeah. It's the best Superman movie, dude. It is not. Yeah, yeah, that's is. the other thing. I, that's probably what really kills it. Is that for years people have been in my ear like, dude, you're gonna love this. It's See, the best th- Superman movie ever made. It is not. That's what surprised me. Not at all. It's not that I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. It's that I th- would have thought you would have loved it personally. I think, and it's, it's probably just expectations where mm-hmm. people have said that enough to where you're like, fuck, I'm really gonna look like this goddamn movie. And I finished the movie and I was like, that was a fine movie. Yeah. I'm not like that's the other thing too. Of course, <laughs> saying something's fine on the internet is basically me saying it's dog shit. Yeah, I saw you know the, I mean? the tweet was ratioed immediately. Totally. <laughs> like, I was like, no, it's not. That's not bad. Nobody wants to hear. It. My favorite though, and I I did the screenshots and almost tweeted. I'm like. And even now saying it's probably too much, but who the fuck cares? Uh, <laughs> this kid was so mad. At first he was like, well, I guess this is what happens when you're an adult who watches a kid's movie that you're supposed to watch when you're a kid. As if he was, okay, cool, you're quantifying that as a kid, it's a great movie. Yeah. Then he jumped on another one of just like, somebody else he's responding to, I think I already muted that kid. He's <laughs> responding to somebody else, he's just like, well, you can't take his opinions, his movie opinions are shit. And then when I clicked on his profile, he'd already blocked me. I was like, <laughs> damn, that escalated in an instant about the Iron fucking Giant. Yeah, that's the lesson you learned from Iron Iron Giant is that if people have differences and you should emphasize the differences totally. and hate them a lot. Throw the rock right at yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hate the movie. Yeah. I just, but I think after years and years and years of people being like, yeah, I, it's part of my own, uh, 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 I guess, problems. You know what I mean? Like just an animated movie in general are hard for me to get into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Spider-Verse, the exception, greatest movie of all time. You know what? I love that movie. I can totally agree that it was it was fine. Thank you. Yeah, and that was the other thing. I liked. I liked. I, it was. It was that. Re- it's the usual thing of when I come at uh, the internet with one of my bad movie opinions. Right. <laughs> I was talking to Jen. She put up a, a gif of me laughing hysterically on the couch. That is not fake. That was me legitimately reading through everyone because it was like mostly in good fun. Yeah. People being like they couldn't. The funny gifts of like I can't believe you don't like this. Yada yada yada. But like, I couldn't get over everyone's I was having so much fun getting involved people yelling at me and then it would be the random friends who'd inserted of just like Eric Pope right who popped up and he's like I thought the exact same thing but I was afraid I was too afraid to say it I'm like that's how it is if dozens we, of yeah. us if we start getting too Iron Giant is bad then we got words yeah but no and exactly as fine, at no point yeah. am I saying it's a bad movie no 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 yeah I just think it was it was as set fine, up too far okay. you yeah. know what I mean just say like how whenever I review a game and I'm like this game's amazing and I talk about it a week before it comes out and you play it and you're like this game's alright yeah why this isn't that great why that's training you know, well no <laughs> that's training doesn't count at all you shut up, Imran Khan. Today we're going to talk about game award noms that agree with me that Death Stranding's a great <laughs> game, uh, Amy Hedding's new gig, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around 
the globe. Housekeeping for you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, Zach Parsley, and Mohammed Mohammed. Remember, we are coming to London this weekend for the Kind of Funny World Tour meet and greet. If you don't have tickets to the meet and greet, it's too late to get them. However, you can go to MC Fixer or The Indie Boy One on Twitter and find out where all the community events are starting Thursday through Monday, I do believe, is what they've said. Graphics make it look more like it's Thursday to s Sunday, but I digress. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably missing parts of the graphics. You know what I mean, Days Barrett? different, yeah. I know what you mean. Thanks, Barrett. Today we're brought to you by Third Love, Upstart, and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news! Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, the Keeleys are upon us. Mm -hmm. The Game Awards nominations have been announced today, Imran Khan. Are you excited? I am Baffled in some of these Baffled, cases. you say? There are some weird omissions in these Well, lists. then, let's get into it. We'll start with the big one, Game of the Year. Uh, game, your Game of the Year, Game Awards nominees are Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. What's your bone to pick with this one? Where the fuck is Fire Emblem? Ooh. Fire Emblem rated better than a lot of games on this list. Very true. Very true. Here's so that's a great point. And I, at the top of it, I want to call it out. We talked about this in the other show. Uh, the other show being Games Daily mm -hmm. a few I don't know weeks ago or days ago. When it's all blur. But Star uh, Star Wars. It, it, everybody else stuck to it like I did. Where right. we, we talked about this in the thing that technically the Game Awards cutoff for nominees is your game uh, was November fifteenth, which of course is release date of Star Wars. So technically, Star Wars Fallen Order or Jedi Fallen Order, could have been eligible for this list. However, nominees, we had to submit our nominations, and then they were tabulating them all the week before. Right. So we didn't have code by that point, so there was no way, to, or two weeks before, there was no way then to sit there and go, hey, this is what it's going to be, this is what it needs to yeah, be. And now it's not el eligible for next year. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I was talking to Imran about this. Technically, you'd wiggle with it, right? If January 15th is the cutoff for your game to be in the Game Awards, so then we're saying next year is it would be January sixteenth to whatever. It would be very weird if they're just a week where no games were allowed to be in e like either year's awards. Yeah, I feel like you could let it go, but I also feel like it won't be a big enough deal at that time. Yeah, well, it's I not that it wasn't allowed to be right. Like in a normal situation, we would have had Star Wars codes uh, like the Two week. We, yeah, 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 the yeah. week we would have been. But voting, that game came it in just, hot. Yeah, yeah, it came in hot. So yeah, it just happened to be how the game was delivered. So yeah, and I. <laughs> This this list is it feels like a very weird like under normal circumstances. If people who don't know how this this tabulation works is that editorial outlets submit uh, their game awards and usually they have a discussion about it. Like a game informer Andy McNamara would just say like, "Hey, what do you, what game do you guys want put in this Google Doc? Yeah. Then we'll figure it out." That's like, how we do it. Kind of funny is yeah. that I send out a Google Doc and I'm like, "Put your stuff on it." Yeah. So that's I can understand how a lot of these games ended up there. I don't. Some of this stuff is a like there's a recency bias to this a little bit too. So real quick, I'm sorry, just yeah. so I'm clear clear on the information I'm putting out. Uh, your game had to be out or January or <laughs> November fifteenth. I make it more complicated. November fifteenth was the cutoff to, for eligibility. We had to submit nominees on November first, mm -hmm. which might sound outrageous, but again, most of these games you have builds way of ahead of time. You've right. played them at Judges Week. You've seen it. You've done enough with it. Star Wars being the ex example that I had, I, like I said, I played two hours of two and a half hours of, really dug what I played at the preview event, but I've been burned before by preview events where right. I'm like, this is great, and then I get the game, I'm like, oh my god, this did not work out. Mm -hmm. So it sucks, I think, that it didn't get there. And Smash Brothers is on there, because like, it was, was yeah. after the cutoff last year. Yeah. 
I'm surprised that enough people cared about Smash Brothers this year yeah. to put that on the Game of the Year list on the, for this one. So now, let's go back. Now that I've explained Star Wars for the two people who cared, because nobody <laughs> else did probably. Mm-hmm. Fire Emblem you're talking about. Yes. You're talking about regency, uh, regional biases. Or recency bias. Recency, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, again, where we get into how weird this year was. Mm-hmm. Where I think that there, and I've said this before and I'll keep saying it, that I don't think there was a standout, we're all behind it, that's game of the year. Or these are the th- real three contenders everybody loves kind of game of the years. Well, everyone thought that was going to be Death Stranding and it ended up being a lot more divisive than people thought. Exactly. And so I think the games you see here, I think, are just the ones that got the most amount of votes, obviously, or nominees. But I could easily see that. Fire Emblem's in there. It just do- it's like a guy one short, right? right? And that's how something else is able to get in there. Yeah, I mean, like this is not an indictment necessarily of the Game Awards as a you know organization or outlet because they don't pick these things. But it's weird. I mean, we talk about like looking over the rest of this list, and we'll get into some words of it later. But I don't want to say like there's a Nintendo bias or whatever. But you tend not to think of their games as Game of the Year candidates, right? You do for I guess like Control or Control is my game of the year, so I, I'm not going to like pick on that game too much. Sure. But it's like any other year, I don't know that you'd see the Outer Worlds there. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's. I think you're right on the money. I think any other year, you might not see Secure there either. Right. And I, don't get me wrong. I know Souls games have a great lineage, and people love them, yada, 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 yada. I just don't. What are you doing, Barry? <laughs> I was typing in a dog, and then it went over here. Stop putting your porn <laughs> in the back screen. <laughs> I think it's been a weird year yeah. where you can have these... I was honestly really interested to see if it was going to be the Outer Worlds or the Outer Wilds. Yes, because people have talked about both as Game of the Year. Comes. Exactly. Yeah. So I could easily have seen either of them getting on the list there and doing that. But thing. I don't think it's a weak year. I think it's a really good year for video games. It's just, it's strange that like some of the things we're willing to ignore of like Luigi's Mansion rated better than a lot of these games on this list. Yeah. Luigi's Mansion is never going to be considered for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Sure. Because it's just not that kind of show. It's not that kind of nomination process. Yeah. Because they're not going to be... 10 people at every outlet is willing to say, like, I think Luigi's Mansion is the best game of the year, but there are people who feel very, very strongly about Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. So, like, even in a divisive way, you'll have enough outlets saying, I want that game in. Well, that's the same, same thing, too, if, when you're talking about outlet-by-outlet outlet basis. I, I've been there at IGN, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when uh, it was for, when Mitch Dyer was reviewing Far Cry 3, and it, it was coming out after... Uh, or yeah, he was reviewing it while we were getting ready to do our game of the year stuff at IGN, and so he had to do a thing in a conference room to be like, "Listen, I know I'm the only one who's been able to play this, but you guys have to like." He gave us like a run through of this is amazing, that's cool. Look at what you're doing over here. You need to consider this for game of the year. And I think most of us are like, it looks cool, but this X, Y, and Z are the games I'm nominating, blah, blah, blah. So it didn't get the nominee. And I right. remember playing it over break and coming back in and be like, I was so fucking wrong. Like yeah. this game was awesome. I should have fucking listened more. But it's that. How do you do that? See, I've been in the room when somebody gets up and passionately argues for a Fire Emblem. And you're like, well, that's cool, but I love Death Stranding, so Death Stranding's got to right. make it. And last year was like, if, in discussions, if you were not someone who liked Red Dead Redemption or God of War, necessarily, mm-hmm. you had no chance at any go to discussions because yeah. they were not going to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you were not going to have a third game in that list. I feel like this is a year that allows for a third game from a lot of people. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, again... A Fire Emblem seems so weird because that game sold well. It is. It was popular. It took over social media discourse for a number of months. I still see people finishing it and talking about who they're with. Yeah, yeah. and it just strange that like this represents to me like one of those weird lines between the press and I don't know what I want to say the public, but like general enthusiast audience. Yeah. Of it's strange that those games just don't get any play. Like, and it didn't even end up on best RPG. It was best strategy, which might be a categorization thing. Yeah. But. I don't know. I look at I looked at this. I was like, "This is 
as someone who was thinking for most of the year, Fire Emblem was my game of the year, I'm shocked to not see it on that list. I think it's the problem, too, with the fact that Fire Emblem and strategy RPG, right? Because mm-hmm. whenever I talk about Valkyrie Chronicles, people are like, you should really do Fire Emblem. Uh, it is a niche thing. Where, granted, this one's a breakout, and we saw more people talk about it than usual. Right. But it's still a thing of what you're talking about. Game of the year. Would you recommend, and this is what Andy was arguing, or not even arguing, but Andy was talking about when he was reviewing Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend Fire Emblem to anybody who plays games, right? And I, this, right. Isn't, this isn't you in particular. Yeah, I'm no. saying, like, how I, when I think people think of Game of the Year, they're thinking of... But do you think Sekiro has a better claim to that? Like, I love Sekiro, too. It's also on my list. Yeah. But do you think it's less niche than Fire Emblem? Yeah, I do. I, and that, that comes down to as somebody who loves Valkyria and understands, like, mm-hmm. strategy and stuff. I think the... I think the fewer barriers, the fewer menus, the fewer, like, it's more of a thing of, like, granted, block, dodge, you know, you have to know what you're doing in the combat of Sekiro. Right. I still think that's easier to wrap your head around going from a Death Stranding or a Control or some, that more traditional third-person action perspective mm-hmm. than how it is to go through Fire Emblem. What do you think of remakes on the list? I think that's, I, yeah, I mean, I think for the longest time, Remake or here was our game of the, sh- game of the year, mm-hmm. where it would go back and forth, and I mean, I, I would, eh, this, that, and the other, do the Larry David gif, I could <laughs> see a million different things, and Tim was always like, Remake's my uh, yeah. uh, game of What do you think of Remake's in general as a game of the year? Oh, though? my apologies, I'm sorry, yeah. I thought you said, what do I think of Resident Evil 2? I mean, that, it applies to that, specifically, but yeah. It depends on the game, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think it's like, I think you have to do something special, and I think Resident Evil 2 Remake was something special, where right. I was like, oh my gosh, like I you know, totally didn't connect with Resident Evil 2 the first time around. Playing it here, like the quality of life improvements, the way it is running, the way it looks, I'm yeah. having more fun. But the, something like a Link's Awakening might be a little too far. I Link's Awakening, for the record, I'm, I'm waiting to play on the plane to right. London, so I have that all loaded. But yeah, maybe, I don't know. Again, it, I think that if it's exactly what you expect, I think that's when you're like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, that's what I expected. I think better for me personally in terms of examples would be Shadow of the Colossus, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, cool, yeah, you, you made Shadow again. That's great. I love Shadow, you know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, watching the discourse on Twitter this morning. It was Some people were very um, much against Resident Evil 2 being on that list because it's a remake. Yeah. I think it's a totally different game that just happens to share the same name and story. Yeah. But... Even if it weren't different, there's a little there's a meritocracy argument for the game of the year of like, well, if it's the best game of the year, then who cares? Yeah, who exactly. cares what it is? Yeah, and I think that's you know in a in a in a and again this year isn't weak. That's not the right thing. Yeah, but in a it's year, varied. Exactly in a year where I don't think there's the standout of like, well, fuck, you know, Red Dead or God of War or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, that's when you have these more interesting conversations. Yeah. Of I think it's more exciting that like when you don't have a game like. This company spent the most for this game does not necessarily shouldn't necessarily mean that they're game of the year by default. Yeah. So it's good that we can go like, well, the most expensive game is not necessarily game of the year. Like, of course, you don't see Modern Warfare on this list, honestly. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. I don't think it's ever been in a game of the year conversation, but for ge- for TGAs. Yeah, I can't remember back this. But like, it's it's interesting that like, oh, Outer Worlds is essentially an indie game, and it's cool that it is on here. Yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm not at all opening up your wrong for just people to conversate in, but I will pull off the real spoons I see say, very surprised Gears 5 didn't make the list. That's true, yeah. I'm not, because I feel like you look at this again, and granted, we're <laughs> Resident Evil and Smash Brothers, but I feel like when you're looking at these, this is what we've talked about uh, this week with Xbox and what they're doing with their IP, right? Where it's like, Gears 5 is more Gears, which is great. I started it yesterday on xCloud. Actually running really well. Back mm-hmm. room, playing on xCloud. I was very impressed. I want to play more of it. But it's still Gears. And I don't think, in the same way that I don't think, if God of War last year would have been, uh, and I'm not saying literally the same game, but if, if they, and rather than rebooting God of War, if they would have done God of War 4, I think it would have been, okay, cool, it's more God of War. Yeah. Which is a turnoff to people. Right. Whereas Gears not moving and not changing and not 
evolving it, maturing it, whatever you want to say, I think is like, well, okay, cool. It's more Gears, great. If yeah. you like Gears. But then again, I can't really say that. I also, like, you can't really discount the level of, like, I don't want to say marketing, but, like, there is a certain amount of impact that games have leading up to release that affects how they are looked at at Game of the Year time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it doesn't, it's not any... Va- we like to think of it as an objective vacuum of, this is actually just straight up the best game of the year, so this is going to be on that list. Yeah. That's not always true. Like, you... You only have so much bandwidth to play games. You're going to play the games that the most conversation is going to be around. Yeah. And that's usually going yeah. to be the game that has, like, the biggest hype cycle. So Gears 5 did not have that big an impact for a number of reasons. Like you said, there's, like, it's another Gears game. It's the fifth one. Yeah, yeah. Even though it changed some things, it didn't change a whole lot. Like, it's still the same basic game. And, like, the Game Pass model and all that stuff. Like, it contributed to being a less... Not the big tent pole that everyone is like that Gears of War was in the 360 era. Yeah. So I could see like that being one of the reasons like people just didn't think of it when they look back at the games that are even the games that they thought we needed to play this year. Or I know in Game Informer, the time for okay, it's time to just start playing the Game of the Year candidates, like do whatever you need to do to your job, obviously, yeah, but yeah. do like the rest of the stuff as well. Like that's November to December. Yep. So when you're making this list, yep. which is not necessarily the Game Informer Game of the Year list, it's you haven't done that due diligence yet. 100%. That was always the thing where, when I, to that uh, Far Cry example, and I have no idea how they do it at IGN. I'm talking out of a dated thing many editors and chiefs ago. But it was the same thing where that year we voted before and did all the stuff before we went on break. Right. And I remember that being the first time we did that in my time. And I was like, this sucks. And then I went on break and played a bunch of stuff that I was trying to catch up on. I was like, oh. Because before it, it, it would have been... All right, cool. Like, you know, go home, play them on breaks, do this. This was a year I remember where it was like, all right, cool. There's a station over there running this. Go, and you can play a game for 15 minutes, an hour, whatever. You're not going to get the experience of sitting there at your house and playing it for the 10 hours, 20 hours, whatever it needs right. to be to see if it actually meets the criteria you think for game of the year. Right. I mean, I, like, Jedi Fallen Order is a good example. If you played the first hour and a half of that game and came away not liking it, I would totally understand that. Sure. Because that game doesn't get good for like another, you, you know. I think the first planet and a half is bad. Then once you start getting to that, it's like, oh shit, this game actually, I see what they're going for, what they want to do here. There's no easy answer to that because games are bigger experiences than, say, movies. Right. So you can't ask someone to commit like to finishing every game they're going to consider for game of the year. Yeah. And it's to your point of where is the conversation and where do you want to be involved, right? It is not shocking that Death Stranding will appear so many times on this list yeah. because everyone knew they had to play that to have an opinion for their podcast, for their reviews, for their articles, for their whatever. And, right. and because of marketing and because we knew it was a big deal and because it was Kojima and yada, 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 right? When you look through here, we're going to see it, but I know that the Disco Elysium people have been going bonkers for this game since mm-hmm. they got, you know, Lucy James uh, tells me about it all the time when I talk to yeah, her. Yeah, I've heard people say Disco Elysium ruined other games for them. And it's that thing of, I haven't started it yet, yeah. right? Like, I, I've heard that, and it's also, I don't know if that's my kind of genre. I don't know if I'd actually really click with that. It's on PC. There's a million things for me where I'm like, eh, whereas, like, a big budget, AAA, here we go. This game's available everywhere and easy to get into and easy to get out of. You're like, all right, cool. Like, that's an easier sell for a lot of people, especially if you're having the conversations, because as we all know, as you start getting into how do you do your podcast, what's going to be your headline, where is this going to go, what's the video, video, IGN, GameSpot, kind of funny, you, we, 
have to package content in a way that is around stuff you guys want to have conversations about. Right. And it's the same way I know none of you want to have conversations about comics. That's why that's like locked away as a Patreon show that if you care, you can come get free content mm-hmm. or well, dollar content. <laughs> but you know, it's the same way of like Disco Elysium. Like Disco Elysium doesn't push traffic. Like it, when it got started getting tens, right? When GameSpot gave it a 10, maybe it's got more lion share behind it, mind share behind it. But I don't know if it's to the point that it's influenced enough people that they're going to go put it and go for bat, go to bat for it for game of the year. Yeah, I've been playing AI the Somnium Files. That's a really good game that I'm never going to be able to convince anyone who's not already bought in to mm. try that game out. So, like when we when we eventually do our game of the year stuff, I'm not going to be going to bat for that game because it's like, where's it going to go? I'll say my piece on yep. it. But like, and that's the thing where I love podcasts more than I love lists, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can talk about it at that point wherever you want to. But I remember those days. I remember having these conversations like I was fucking trying to pick the Democratic candidate or something. You know what I mean? Where it would be like, listen, I don't think this is game of the year, but I want to vote for this. You vote for my thing on two categories down. We'll be all yeah. right. Last all right, year, cool. I was the one going like, Monster Hunter World is the best game of the year. It was not in the conversation of best game of the year sure. because Red Dead and God of War came out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Poor Spider-Man, rest in peace. He tried. Spider-Man was also up he there tried for to me. fight the fight. He couldn't do it. Oh, we need uh, to say at least one of these category titles. Let's keep going here. <laughs> best game direction. Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Outer Wilds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why even have that category? Yeah. <laughs> is that game is that of the year? Game? We didn't put, give Smash a nod. We, want, it, we wanted right? to give one of the Outer Wilds, like, just have a separation. Yeah, where we're going to try to get Dual that. Game of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best narrative A Plague Tale Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, The Outer Worlds. I think Life is Strange was very much hurt by its uh, release Schedules. schedule here. Yeah, totally. Because it just wasn't in the conversation, so nobody really played it because yeah. they're waiting for it to finish. And that'll be the weird thing of like, now. so now episode five comes out in December, closing out the season, so I guess it's eligible for, uh, but who's going to remember come next year when we talk about narratives if yeah. it actually stood up? Yeah. Yeah, and I, from what I've heard, it's like supposed to be one of the best narratives of the year, just no one's going to talk about it. So Totally, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to finish it because I stopped after episode two where I was like, all right, cool. You, you figure out the release schedule and I'll actually get in there right. and get yeah. them all done. But. Also, shout out to Katana Zero, which I think tells you think the best s- narrative. Yeah, I think the way it tells its narrative is the coolest that I've seen in any game this yeah, year. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. I like the interrupt button thing. <laughs> Did you play a Plague Tale? No. I, I have it on my cross media bar for when I have a break, when the break comes around to actually play. So, mm-hmm. so I'm stoked. So it could potentially be your 2020, 2019 game of the year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but maybe it'll be my narrative. What kind of funny does our game of the year very differently, Imran? Mm-hmm. Right? Don't worry. <laughs> we want you to have the break. All right. Yeah. We want you to come in refreshed in 2020 thinking about old games. That's great. <laughs> uh, best art direction Control, Death Stranding, uh, Gree. <laughs> Sinara Wild Hearts, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. There's an interesting category for you with some new names. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you getting pulled, Imran? Best art direction. I... Control, Death Stranding, Gree, Sinara Wild Hearts, Sekiro, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Of most appealing to me, I would say Control. But mm. I think Gree might actually be like Ooh. the best answer. Or yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is also really good too. Like for me, between Gree and Sayonara Wild Hearts for like objectively best art direction, it's between those two. If we're going to go most stand uh, standout and cutest, Link's Awake. Yes. Most standout. Yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts stands out way more than Link. And I, I'm not saying Link's ugly. This is not an Iron Giant fine situation. Yeah. Sekiro is <laughs> <Sekiro's> weird <laughs> on that list too. Yes. Yeah, Sekiro is the one that. Well, Sekiro and then. <sighs> Like it's a fine looking game. Like that, a Death Stranding is a beautiful game, but art direction. direction? That's yeah. what I'm like. That's what I was telling you earlier. I know. I was just like, You're stealing your opinion. Norman Reedus yeah. looks like cool. Norman Reedus. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing, man. Best looking Norman Reedus, right? See, I feel like this. I'm with you. Of looking at the list, just glancing at it, right? I'm thinking, 
Uh, not in order of preference. I think Control, Gree, and Sinara Wild Hearts are the front runners. Mm-hmm. I think when you do that, Control gets removed because Control, again, beautiful. I think does art direction in a very awesome way, right. but I think not as in your face as Gree or like Sinara if this is the best would be. atmosphere, it would be Control by a mile. Yeah. Like. I think it'll end up being Gree on that one. I think it'll be Link's Awakening. You think it'll be what? Link's Awakening. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. How about that? I don't think, I don't, <laughs> there you go. I'll bet a pizza on How about that? Huh? You and me pizza date. I haven't had a good luck with pizza bets lately, though. Yeah, <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck like... another pizza bet, Greg. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and if we both lose, Imran wins. Yeah. Uh, best score slash music, Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil what? May Cry. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I said, there's a, there's a real recency bias to this sort of thing. <laughs> Death Stranding on Eric. Come on, guys. Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Sinara Wild Hearts. Some of these feel like I like that one song from Demo May Cry 5. Yeah. Like, I like Devil Trigger a lot. Thus, this game has the best soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, best score slash music. Like, How Death Stranding, th- I think, has an awesome soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've listened to the Spotify playlist, but I wouldn't think when I get here, best music, best score. Right. And this is one of those situations where, like, okay, Smash Brothers is the game of the year. It's not in best score music. I know. You know, God. everybody's heard the Mario theme. I would say Sinar Wild Hearts here because yeah, it's a game same. built around the music. Even right, though so it's Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's going to be a personal preference and we'll see what comes down. Yeah. Also, but again, I think it's going to be also, the... But it's also one of those things that's not going to be announced on stage. It's going to be like, and so-and-so won... And while this <laughs> happens, it's all happened. <laughs> and thank you to Reggie. Who yeah, took yeah, yeah. A, like, I also think uh, Katana Zero was uh, snubbed for this one and also The Outer Worlds was snubbed for this one. Outer Worlds? Yeah. Huh. I don't remember the music from it. Yeah, it's I'm trying really to good. think. Yeah. Real fucking good. See, it's another one here, honestly, that I would be... if. Star Wars, if I had played all the way through, I would be snubbed for that mm. here. And I, mean, I know yeah. Andy is also all about that Outer Wilds, and he really wanted to... But Andy's an idiot. Can we just say it? Yeah. Have you seen bit. KFAF? Let's rank things. I'm actually looking up a... Now, here we go. Best audio design. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. Control. Death Stranding. Gears 5. Resident Evil 2. Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. I think what'll be interesting here, Imran, you mm-hmm. know it as well as I do. Will Call of Duty Modern Warfare win it? Because, of course, as you said, Game Awards aren't decided by the Keeley. They're decided by the judges, right? right? Which is made up, and you can go to Game Awards and find out. We're one of them. You, you were there for Game Informer during Judges Week. Mm-hmm. During Judges Week, when we got the presentation on Modern Warfare, they made such a big deal about this. Yes. Ta- describing- it was literally half the thing. Here's how the bullets sound in an open area. Here's how they sound next to a door. Here's how they say- And it was like, oh, man, you really went into audio. And so it's like... <laughs> Best audio design, I'm like, I guess Modern Warfare, because they were really fucking proud of how it sounded. Yeah, I mean, and they pointed it out. Yeah. Thus, it's going to be in more pe- more people's minds mm-hmm. about it. Like, if you ask me to think about the audio design of, I don't know, let's use Fire Emblem as an example again. I'm sure it's good, because I didn't notice it. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. When it stands out, right? Yeah. Bad, that's when you think about it. I honestly think that's probably where it'll end up. Mm-hmm. Maybe Control. Because, again, there was a lot of... But, again, Control was cool because of the absence of sound at times, right? When it was your footfalls on, like, linoleum floor and giant right. echoey areas. And also the big, like, area name, like, boom. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was awesome. All right, here's a very interesting category. Best performance. Ashley Birch as Pavardi, Holcrum in The Outer Worlds, who mm-hmm. was awesome and amazing. Yeah. Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden in Control, awesome and amazing. Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz, Gears 5. Laura is always awesome and amazing. Mads Mickelson as Cliff, Death Stranding. Awesome okay. and amazing. Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper Darling, Control, amazing. Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges, Death Stranding. This Th- is the first category. I'm like, let them all win. Yeah. Everybody was awesome. If you had to pick one from Death Stranding, I don't think it would be either of those two for me. Really? It would have been 
what's his name? Tommy Jenkins? Die Hard Man. Oh, Die Hard Man, yeah, yeah. Yes. That scene at the end yeah, yeah. is one of the best like acting performances I've seen in a video game. If you period. haven't finished it, what happens is he sits there and goes, I'll never die. I die hard. No, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it. You say that as if it's not a, basically a line in the game anyway. <laughs> I'm never going to die. I'm die hard, man. Like, <laughs> Maz is clearly having fun. Norman Reedus was clearly expensive because yeah. he didn't talk a whole ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I would, like, those seem like the two, like, biggest names. Or not... Not even necessarily biggest names, but the ones people would think of first at Death Stranding. I don't think they were the best performances in that game. I loved Mads. Like I, I he was definitely chewing the set. He and, enjoyed it, and that was the thing about it. I, whenever he came on, like I was like so, I was dialed into the game. But I mean, I was dialed into like what is going to happen? Where are you going? Who is Cliff? Like what is happening? Like yeah. I really dug. But it. But then I figured it out, and I was like, okay, now we're still doing the same scenes again. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what I mean. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, uh, that, for honestly, me, it's either for, Mads or it's a- a- Ashley. I honestly might go Courtney Hope. Yeah, with Jesse. Yeah, she did a hell of a performance. Mm-hmm. That, like, it's everyone thinks it's very easy to play a stoic character. It is absolutely not. It's probably way harder than to play an emotive one, and she manages to express a lot of emotion and like pathos through a fairly monotone character very well. Yeah, again, an amazing category. Right. I, I think I'm really excited to see who wins that. Uh, games for impact. What does that mean? Uh, uh, you want me to look it up for you? I, I know what they think it means. I know it's like games that are, what's the word? How do you put it? Social message. Social messagey, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how they don't describe it as like that, but that's pretty much what they describe. Right, it. yeah. So anyways, With what, social messaging games. <laughs> what is the social message of Concrete Genie? Bullying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Did you play it? Yeah. Fucking coward. You, then you didn't beat it. You're over there smoking your doobies and playing it and just looking at the paint colors. Yeah. Here's the thing, much. though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, theoretically, by the definition of the category, would Death Stranding not apply for this? Connect us all through the strands? <laughs> I mean, it's That a- would have been the bridge too far. That's yeah. when everybody would have been like, all right, everybody. <laughs> all right, so Games Room Back is Concrete Genie, mm-hmm. uh, Agree, uh, Kind Words. I like that a lot. Life is Strange 2, Sea of Solitude. The only one I'm not familiar with is Kind Words. What's Kind Words? It's that game where people just write letters to each other, giving them something like giving each other encouraging, like you're doing great. Or some people write, "I'm having a bad time right now. I need some help," and then it just gets sent to the ether and gets sent to someone else's game and all that stuff. I have, I've never heard of this. It What's is it on? Super, PC? It's on PC. Okay. It is so fucking cute. It plays like this very lo-fi, chill music while you're uh, playing it. I only played it once, but like that's enough for me to go like this is a this is a really good idea. That's like I hope it continues. K- kind words parentheses lo-fi chill beats to write to on Pretty much, Steam. Yes. Oh, yeah, all right. Shit, all right. Fuck, I gotta check this game out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, here's my thing. I'm happy to see Concrete Genie get a nod. Mm-hmm. Just get a nom. I don't think it won't win. I think Sea of Solitude is very on the nose about its message, right? I haven't Lo- played it. Not really. Yeah. It's about depression. Oh, cool. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Gree in the same way, right, of, like, working through stuff. Kind words I haven't heard about, which I think, if I'm looking at it, will hurt it overall. Right. If Because I'm, like, Joe Q. For a game, no, like, no one's heard of that game, really. And, yeah. like, for the, to get into nominations means that it was probably a lot of blank spaces. Sure. Yeah, of, like, yeah. I definitely, yeah. for us, uh, when we put in our thing, I think we did the three required, and that was, like, yeah. all right, I'm kind of tapped. I don't know what else to put in there. Right. I put Death Street. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Those are all good examples. Yeah. 
I would I would give it to Final Fantasy fourteen. I was gonna say, personally. You're gonna say Final Fantasy fourteen? Yeah. Okay. I would say uh, from Fortnite. what I hear, Shadowbringer like okay, so when I say I would give it, I'm going only based on what people tell me. Sure. So Shadowbringers is supposedly like a game of the year quality expansion for that game. Yeah. I'm never gonna be able to get to it. Not anytime soon. Of course. So like from what the fervor I've heard from fans, it seems like that game should be I guess lauded for the kind of like quality they're bringing like years after it released. Sure. It'll be interesting. I think it'll end up being Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is like when you sit down to vote at the polling box, what do you know the most about? Even right. If, if it was I know his name. I know Joe Biden. Exactly. I want to get a beer with him. Yeah. Uh, here we go, Barrett. Best independent game. Everybody get ready to sacrifice your children. <laughs> Baba is you, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. That's a rough choice. That's a really big, that's a tough one of like, who do you want to do? I think who will actually win will be Untitled Goose Game. You think so? Just name-wise? Yeah, name-wise and like how big that became, I think absolutely. I think this is where, honestly, I would say Untitled Goose Game, throw it out. It's not going to win. I think Untitled Goose Game um, is it's memeable a very cute and funny game, and cute. I think a lot of us played it and we're like, oh, okay, I get it. And like, yeah. didn't even mm. like, I really like this concept. It's like they put a lot of personality in this game. I don't think of the best indie games of the year, it hangs the rest of those. I think, yeah, no, not a chance. Okay, I think, actually looking at it again, I think Outer Wilds. It's too late. You already said what you said and you're wrong. So you lost right, the pizza well, already. I think Outer Wilds will win. I think Baba Is You is probably my favorite. I think it's going to come down to Outer Wilds versus Disco Elysium. And I think mm. that it's going to be that Otter Wilds has gotten way more juice behind it. People know right. about that. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's bigger than Disco is at the moment. Same thing though of like Bob is you. I know it's supposed to be amazing. Haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Katana Zero, we all loved here. I think people know it's amazing. But I think it's going to be like again the ballot box. Like, what have you heard the most about? Yeah. You know? Or people think it's Outer Worlds and like whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Obsidian. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? Uh, best mobile game, Call of Duty Mobile, Grindstone, Sign Our Wild Hearts, Sky, Children of Light, What the Golf. Another interesting toss-up here. Yeah, this is the Apple Plus award, I think. Fuck yeah, Apple Arcade? Yeah, Apple know. Arcade or something. Uh, Grindstone I, would be my choice. I, I say Grindstone as well. I hope it's Grindstone. I, wor- I, I wonder if enough people got b- brought into Call of Duty Mobile mm. that are voting, judges that are like, oh, I'm saying Sayonara, man. Really? Yeah. I love Sayonara. I didn't mean like mm, that. Yeah. Oh, I, I like Grindstone more, but you I beat think, it last night, right? Yeah, or a couple of days ago, but um, I th- I think Sayonara takes this away. Okay, I've not far. met anyone that has played Sky Children of Light, but I've heard good things about it from yeah. like journalists. And That's stuff. that game company, of course. Jim. Yeah, that I mean, like I I personally have been waiting for it to come to PS4 because okay. they said it will. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, well, there's no reason for me to play it on the iPad if it's just going to come to a console. I think Grindstone will win it over Sayonara because I think the Sayonara thing was like. It's fun. It's cool to play, but I know how many people had it. Like, oh, why is there this break between the levels? Why can't I play it like an album? And blah 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 blah. Yeah, I but, think Sayonara was hurt by Grindstone coming out at the same time. Yeah, which like you have to be at launch, so I understand. But yeah, best community support: Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. This is what is that the exact same list? <laughs> is that best for community or best thing the community has done for the games? I think it's, I think it's best for the community. Like the best like. We've built the. We've listened. It's the we've listened category, from what I understand. For this, and year? it legitimately is the exact same as ongoing. Apex, Destiny, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, Tom. Apex, Destiny, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, Tom. Yeah, okay, <laughs> same thing. Huh. I don't. Mm. For this year, I'm not sure. Maybe Destiny Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Fortnite again, right? Or, with, or is that just them doing the thing and making you want it kind of thing? Because they put in the fucking mechs everybody hated for a while. Yeah. 
I feel like I, the problem with community support comes back to every cool. every game's community hates it. How many communities can I be in? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, you it. commit to one, you know a lot about one, and so yeah, I don't know what the fuck's happened in Apex yeah. Legends. So I don't know. I've played, all, I've touched all of these games. Me I can't too. say I play Me any too. of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best VR slash AR game: uh, Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Woo, Beat Saber, Woo, No Man's Sky, Woo, Trover Saves the Universe. Didn't Beat Saber win last year? I think, but then it came to PSVR. In the newest okay. uh, iteration or whatever, in the new timeline, because it was after nominees last year that it came to. It was December of last year it came to PlayStation VR. Okay, I'm trying to think of like, I remember seeing them on stage accepting an award. They I can't remember if that was Game Awards or TTC. Dice they won too. I remember talking. Uh, uh, I remember them winning something at Dice. Yeah, but, oh, I mean, Beat Saber would be my choice. Yeah, no, me for too. sure. If it, like Game Awards 20, I was not aware Asgard's Wrath came out, and I wrote the feature reveal on that story. Yeah, Zanzara, of course. People who did the Sly Cooper one. Well, mm-hmm. now that I guess that Oculus thing is out, so now I can give it a shot. Uh, Quest? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. thing that hooks it up to the PC so you can actually play sitting down games with it. Oh, that is out for Quest? I remember seeing a tweet about it. Okay. I may be super wrong. I believe you. You when, when, when are you ever wrong? And if you are... I've been on vacation for a week, and I've been disconnected from dot com slash wrong. Yeah. Oh, last year, actually, Astrobot Rescue Mission won Best VR Game at the Game Awards. Okay. So I might be thinking of GDC, then. Dice. They won. They they definitely. I, no, but I, I congratulated them backstage at Dice. But I didn't see Dice. What the fuck? I hosted it. You're supposed to watch me everywhere I go, Imran. I do. I was only paying attention to you and not the things happening on the screen. Yeah. Is. Look at that, everybody. He <laughs> saved it. He brought yeah. it back around. Yeah, I would vote uh, Beat Saber here because I love Beat Saber so much. And if I had a, but if I, you were like, that's disqualified. I'd say Blood and Truth. I never played Blood and Truth. You haven't or have? Have not. You got it. It's I fun. need to get move controllers. Okay, you can borrow mine. Yeah, all right. Uh, best action game, Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, Metro Exodus. Is this where you give a nod to Astral Chain, you think? You think I, they I finally would, get them on the board here? Everyone's like, oh, finally, we saw this name. I would give it to Devil May Cry 5, personally. Yeah, that's a good point. But, like, also, this is a lot of different kinds of games for best action game. Yeah. It's like two character action games, two first-person shooters, and one third-person shooter. Yeah. Like, what is action game? Like, it's one of those things of, what the hell is this genre? Action games are basically, the way it's described oh, when we vote is, like, you're shooting shit. Yeah. It's shooting, and you're not really worried about puzzles and traversals and all that crap. So it's a first-person shooter, usually, versus, you know, the next up is action-adventure, which is, like, you know, um, uh, an Uncharted or something like that. And I see the first one is a first-person shooter, so that already shoots me in the face. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, action game is a toss-up there. That could be a bunch of different things. We'll yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Call of Duty or Metro. No, I don't, and I don't think Apex either. Apex has like a super small outside chance because so many people played it. Yeah, but I, I assume people are going to go like, "Oh, action game, DMC five reviewed very well this year." Yeah, uh, best action adventure game: Borderlands three, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil two, uh, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. I personally give it to Control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that for sure. I think Zelda's weird there, but sure. Yeah, I would do probably control as well. Because mm-hmm. no, th- action th- adventures, it's inv- it's puzzles, it's it's uh, exploring, it's unlocking new areas. What do you got for me, Bear? Uh, I think Sekiro Link? runs away with this. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense too. Yep. Uh, best RPG: Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV, Kingdom Hearts Three, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, The Outer Worlds. Do you think Monster Hunter World's an RPG? <sighs> At some point, we're just getting into like the categories that are weird. And what would you describe them? it as? Action adventure, or even just action. Yeah, that probably sounds more right, right? Because what am I... 
You unlock your shit pretty early, and then it's more about grinding out gear. Right. But you're wrong. But like the the main thrust of that, the loop of that game is battling monsters. Yeah. At some point, gear like you're not supposed to get hit. Like that's the long and short of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. I think on this one it's going to be either Outer Worlds or Disco Elysium, and I think it'll be Outer Worlds. Yeah. I don't think Kingdom March Three is going to it. It rated well. It sold fine. I don't think the conversation has really followed it over the year. No. Best fighting game. Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, huh. Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Why the fuck is Jump Force on that list? Because no one knows what Jump Force is. They just put it there. Nobody yeah. cares. That's... I mean, even Dead or Alive 6, I'm a Dead or Alive fan. I don't think that was a good iteration of the game. Well, I think, again, so you're getting to the point of like fighting games, and it's like most of the people... We definitely left ours blank. Yeah. I was like, Smash, <laughs> Mortal... I mean, it's like, what are we even playing? We're not even playing these games. They also spelled Samurai Showdown wrong. Cowards. Uh, it's going to be Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. You think it beats Smash? Yes. Because, again, then I mean, there's always that argument if Smash is a fighting game. I get it, but... No, I, I... Me, personally, I think I would choose Smash. I think for most people voting, when they think fighting game, they think more traditional fighting game. They think Mortal Kombat, which is... See, I don't know. I would vote Smash 2, and that's the thing. Suddenly, mm-hmm. they got two votes. <laughs> it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Best family game? Luigi's Mansion 3. What do you got? This category is weird. This just seems Very like a Nintendo game that we don't want to put anywhere else. Uh-huh. Best family game, Luigi's Mansion 3, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Yoshi's Crafted World. Why? Which part? Yoshi. You can play that with your kids, right? Yeah, but is it good? Doesn't matter. Is it a fam- <laughs> family game? This okay. is what you call the bar being low for a family game, Barrett. But is Ring Fit Adventure a game you can play with your kids? Sure. Like- Who doesn't like seeing their dad sweat with a weird plastic <laughs> ring and... Gasp for air. We need to just cut this category, guys. Yeah, well, you know what? Again, we get, got, you don't like the kids anymore, Barrett? But, Fuck those kids. When I talk about, like, there's a Nintendo bias, it's not that Nintendo games don't appear on the game of the year list. They do every year. Yeah. It's that, why is there a category that we just put Nintendo games in that we don't want to put anywhere else? Yeah. Call it the best Nintendo game. Yeah. Best Nintendo exclusive. Or just axe the entire category, because it's Super weird. Mario Maker 2, yeah. I don't think that's a family game. I mean, it has co-op, I guess, but sure, yeah, but like whatever. Yeah, that's Luigi's th- Mansion Three it had Luigi. Done. We're done. <laughs> Best strategy game: Age of Wonders, Planet Fall, Anno eighteen hundred, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, and here pissed. <laughs> Total War, Three Kingdoms, Tropico Six, and Wargroove. It's nothing like the other games on this list. Yeah, that's why it's gonna win. <laughs> Don't worry. about It actually it. might win because nobody knows anything about like the people who do the nominating and voting on this stuff don't really know a whole lot about strategy games in general. Or the, only the people who vote will. So maybe yeah. it does lose, but. Uh, best sports racing game Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled Dirt Rally 2.0 eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 uh, F1 2019 FIFA 20 alright whatever we don't know yeah, nearly sure. enough no, I'm not gonna that's, for speed that, make it. De- kind of funny we'll definitely uh, not vote in that category to <laughs> not influence it don't worry uh, best multiplayer game Apex Legends Borderlands 3 Call of Duty Modern Warfare Tetris 99 Tom Clancy's The Division 2 what do you got no just reading you're wrong Oh, is yeah. it blown up? Mm, mostly just stuff about you. We're mispronouncing "gree" again, which, whatever they say, they say "gree." The developers themselves have like said. Gris. What do they want to say? I don't have this. Uh, I don't have it in here. Grease. Grease is pronounced "grease." It's Spanish, not French. Guys, I've tried a million times to say it right. You know, I can't. I'm sorry. That's how it is now. I when, say Apex Legends for this. You think one. Apex Legends best uh, best uh, multiplayer game? Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally put Borderlands. Uh, yeah, that, and I know that, like, obviously, I host the Borderlands show, so whatever. I'd put Borderlands because of that co-op balancing and scaling and uh, loot yeah. distancing. But I think Apex will win. Okay. Let's get yeah. to this category, because this is the 
What the fuck? You don't want to. You don't want to do the fresh indie game presented by Subway. Let's e- fresh. fresh. What? This is the uh, best indie game from a, uh, best debut. Like this is your your studio. This is your first game. This is the winner. So they have ZA slash UM for Disco Elysium, Nomada Studios for what is it? Greece. Greece. Uh, Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. Mo- Mobius Digital for Outer Wilds, a Mega Crit for Slay the Spire, and House House for Untitled Goose Game. Is the trophy a meatball sub? I hope so. Oh, God, yes. I hope it is. Like an actual edible meatball sub. That'd you have to dope. eat it on stage. <laughs> you are not allowed to leave the stage to <laughs> finish this. I think it's Outer Wilds. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say that's probably the one everyone's going to vote for. Community Awards. Or, yeah, community. It's just the Community Award. Concrete Creator of the Content Creator of the Year. It's Courage, Dr. Lupo, Ewok. Yup, yup. Uh, Grefg and Shroud. It just looks like you typoed your name. I know. Uh, it, why is this not called Trending Gamer anymore? They got rid of that last year. Okay. Because they, they were like, hey, maybe a popularity contest isn't the best idea. <laughs> but it's still like it's still a community nah, award. Like, <laughs> but now it's based on you know, what content you created. As former winner of the Trending Gamer, how do you feel? With that they got rid of it or that, they're, that the, it's what, what? About the nominees? Yeah. Sure, go for it. Uh, it's just like content creator is such a... Hey man, I'm twitching and fucking doing esports. Go get him, guys. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. I go out there. I hear a lot of good things about Dr. Lupo, right? He does a lot of charity. Sure. Shroud, I've met. Very nice man. Very nice person. Very talented gamer. Now Mixer exclusive, I guess. Courage is what at a. Uh, he's at 100 Thieves, right? Isn't he? Uh, you can't look at me, dude. I thought you, we talked about this the other day when you were on the show because he, like, he stopped doing twitch and is going to youtube and he's going to mixer joey's up all joey that's right i got that right i got all that right (laughs) i mean i'm gonna vote shroud because of nepotism and i've worked with him and i like him and he likes me and that's how it is right done okay i mean everybody vote for shroud i I think i think i'm gonna guess joey's pick uh poll right here is gonna be courage courage or dr lupo Lupo. boom no no love for ewok yip cha I just think of the dog, the cartoon dog. And then here's another one we have nothing to say about esports. <laughs> Best esports game, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, Overwatch. May God be with all the nominated people. Uh, and then Best Esports Player, Bugga, Faker, and Perks. Bugga was the guy who won the he, Fortnite. Yeah, and he was a like, uh, young 16, kid, 16, yeah. right? And then he got uh, swatted the next day, right? Got harassed off the internet, yes. Uh, Nitro Rifle really got snubbed in the... No, he didn't. He's terrible. He doesn't deserve it. It's his best. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. He wins first time every time. I don't know about you sometimes, Barrett. You know what I mean? (laughs) Ignacio Rojas writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, how's it hanging? Greg and Imran. The nominees for the Game Awards have just been announced and... As it was expected, Death Stranding got several nominations. Seeing as the Game Awards is Jeff Keighley's project and he's the face of the show, what do you think the backlash from all these nominations will be? Specifically, if the game ends up winning some awards. As we all know, Jeff and Kojima are very close, and he's even in the game. What would you have done if you were in his place? Is Jeff removed enough from the process? Anyways, as always, keep being awesome, Ignacio Rouse. If I had not been in the back of this before and like been in the nomination process, I would think that would be kind of... Not necessarily shitty, but like I would raise an eyebrow to Death Stranding appearing in so many categories, sure. especially when it didn't necessarily get like Game of the Year style ratings, rave from the, reviews yeah. from everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, because he is in the game, because he's been hitting like pushing this game so hard as someone like as friend of Hideo Kojima, get Jeff Keighley. I think he hopes best friend, maybe not, but I would have raised an eyebrow to it. I can see people who are not familiar with the nomination process thinking that it's super weird. Sure. 100%. Yeah. And to be clear, you've already heard it a lot on this show. It isn't 
he, Keeley is very, very, very removed from the nomination voting process, yes. right? He sends out the things to all the judges, say, hey, send me back your noms. Then I'll, he'll send out a thing here, a vote in the next uh, week or two or whatever, and then we'll vote. It, it, Keeley's vote, uh, and I don't even know if he does vote. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. I'm not sure if Jeff votes or not. Yeah. If, if Jeff votes, his vote is not weighted any more than any of us, but I think it's even possible that he doesn't vote in the thing. I can't remember. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Um, but I'm with you of like, yeah, if you're on the outside looking in and the guy who's in the game is hosting the show, even though I thought he, I've seen an email earlier this year, or not email, a uh, post earlier this year that he was going to try to take a more step back thing this year. We'll see what that actually yeah, it would, You'd raise an eyebrow for sure. I like, I, that's the thing is though, everyone else is on the outside. And every, I have seen conversations yeah. already of like, it's going to really be weird if Death Stranding is a big part of the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. Like, does Hideo Kojima come out to accept it? Like, that's the kind of thing I'm sure Jeff Keighley would want as someone literally... Uh, said Luden's fan in the game. That's yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's gonna be. Su- it'll be cringy regardless of what happens. The big, the thing about it, and I wonder. I haven't not had this conversation with Jeff, but at some point, you have to wonder if you're Jeff Keighley making the game awards. At what point do you just go, fuck it? Like, I'm not gonna win people over. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think that every year I've said this. I think the game game awards get better. I think Jeff is a, comp- a very, very, very honest, uh, 100% authentic person. And when you see him put up the tweet the day after or the night of, usually, like, mm-hmm. what did you guys think? You know what I mean? And you g- give him good, bad, and otherwise feedback. He goes through all that. He's trying to make the best show possible. Right. But being on a much smaller scale, knowing there's people I just can't win over that think Greg Miller suck or whatever. It's the same way. Uh, to so many people, he will always be Dorito Pope or whatever, right? With Mountain right. Dew. That picture him. will haunt him for the rest of his life. And so it's like, cool. I can't win. I'm not trying to be IGN. I'm not trying to be this fair, balanced, unbiased review. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be in the game. Yep, fuck it. Yep, Death Stranding is probably going to be nominated a lot. There's a whole rating, or how do the nominees and votes happen? There's a whole thing on the site about it that you'll never read. You're just going to believe the worst of me. What the fuck do I care? You're still going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Numbers are still going to be gargantuan compared to last year. We're streaming it to fucking movie theaters this year. You know right. what I mean? Like With Jumanji. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope The Rock's there, Imran. But... It's, it's a thing of when this was the Spike TV Awards and Jeff Keighley was like, okay, I want to class this up a bit. Yeah. The operative phrase there was a bit. Yeah. Like, there's still things about the Game Awards that are like a little too pro-corporate, anti, not anti-video game. You're but talking like, about a shtick hydro razor man being yes. in the front row? <laughs> being in the front row and giving away awards and like the Subway Eat Fresh Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are things that obviously you you can't pay for an award show just off your own money and based off of like, the commercials it runs. It's You need some degree of like sponsorship. Yeah. But it's still like, it, you're also making the argument out of the other side of the mouth of, I want games to be considered an art medium. That like we we come here to celebrate video games this day of the year to like celebrate the people who make them and like really elevate this. Also, here's a foot long that we're gonna toss into your mouth like across the stage. You know, and like I you don't know if they're gonna do that. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> but I I can see why what you're saying is like you know this needs to be done. This is realistic. Like we we got to put on the show. We got to put on, and I know some of you are people are gonna like it. We got to deal with it. But I can also see why people are like razor eyebrow at stuff like that at stuff like being in the games and also yeah yeah totally yeah and i it's i'm right there with you if it's a weird thing and you know we've talked about it before where like at ign what would it have been like if people were in a video game and it had happened and it was a disclosure statement in the review you were reading right right but how are you gonna do a disclosure statement about this in the game awards have people actually see it all like they do the thing of here's how the nominees get chosen here's how they they get voted on 
But even that, it's people tune out. They're watching a live stream. They're listening yeah. to people like us yak over it or whatever. Yeah. If you want to believe that Jeff Keighley put Death Stranding on there above not like votes, then you're going to believe that regardless yeah. of whatever the evidence Yeah, no matter how much information is given to you. Yeah. Uh, Lord of Pwn in your wrong points out, Jeff does not get a vote in the judging process. Mm. Thank you very much. Believe it or not, it's 50 minutes in. Let's move on to story two, <laughs> and we will definitely be dropping some weight here. <laughs> We're going to get through stories two and three, and then call it a day and get into the other stuff. Uh, number two, Half-Life is happening. Yesterday, Valve Software tweeted, We're excited to unveil Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, right? Is that mm-hmm. uh, Our flagship VR game. This Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Can't wait to share it with you. Anakin JMT writes in and says, Valve announces a new Half-Life game, but it's not Half-Life 3 in Angry Greg voice. Is this just a slap in the face to Half-Life fans? Is this just Valve going, ha-ha, you nerds that played Half-Life on PC? You're too big of a dork to get what you want. Ha! And Angry Greg voice. Seriously, though, why? Why is this the Half-Life game that gets made in not Half-Life 3? Half-Life 2, Episode 2, came out years ago, and we're supposed to get Episode 3 a year or so later. But at this point, I can't imagine any Half-Life fan being satisfied with anything called Half-Life that isn't 3. Why are they making this? Is the pressure to succeed too great that they don't want to pull a Duke Nukem Forever and screw it up? If so, why call it Half-Life? Please, KFGD crew, help us understand this. Money. Like it's money. Money is like one of the major to answer most of those questions. Like, if you make Half Life three, that has to be a let's say like seventy to eighty million dollar game. You sell it once. You're like you could make a game as a service if people aren't going to be happy with that. Like they ran into this problem with Portal two of okay, we put this game out, it sells okay, it's going to make its money back for sure, but. On the other hand, they could be making that's not the, do- how we yeah. judge success anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, it could be making Dota money. Yeah, at this point. And that's, like, when you hear about the way Valve is laid out, like, in their employee structure, it is the the objective way of it is people just kind of work on what they want to work on. The less objective, like, reports from people who used to work there is people work on what's going to get them the most praise, and usually what gets them the most praise is the mo- gets them, makes Valve the most sure. money. So no one's being like, okay, let's hunker down for four to five years and make a new single-player Half-Life. The reason they're making this now and they're calling it Half-Life is because they want to sell that index headset. They have their own VR headset, right? Yeah. And I don't know how it's doing, but I'm going to assume it's not flying off the shelves. I don't hear people talk about it ever. Yeah. Not that I'm, I mean, I, I think I'm more dialed into VR than most. Right. Yeah. I went to a friend's apartment recently. They have an index. It's just like a giant box, just like literally a huge fucking box. And they play it sometimes, but like they're not hugely into it or anything. Yeah. Th- like, I don't think word of mouth on that thing has been great, and they've been probably planning this for a while, so might as well launch with a new Half-Life VR game. If they launch with a Half-Life VR game that required you to buy a $700 headset, and they called it Half-Life 3, people would be even more pissed. Yeah. And again, among the, all the other reasons you don't make a Half-Life 3 right now. Right. So Especially that, yeah. This seems like it's more Half-Life, but it's not the sequel you've been waiting a decade for, or whatever the hell it right. is. Like, yeah. Completely different story. And you probably, personally, like, you don't want to go in and play a 40-hour Half-Life game in VR. Yeah. Like, you, it's just not going to be comfortable, and it's not going to be good. So, hopefully, whatever this is, this prequel game, which is announced in a very strange way, of just, like, they made a Twitter, and this is their first tweet. Yeah. Like, I I can see being, people being mad it's not Half-Life 3. I don't think you should be mad, because I don't think it's going to be what you think it is. Mm. Or I hope it is, I guess. Do you think it's successful? Do you think people care? Or, or, or can anybody be happy with this? No. 
Okay, cool. It's, Just make sure. It's gonna it's gonna sell what it's gonna sell. It's going to they need a di- our original software to drive that headset. Yeah. Uh, if this is the only bit of original software, it's not gonna help that much. But it, I can see them doing like an Oculus Studios kind of thing in the future. Yeah. Of like, why don't you come to work with us for index stuff? And like, after about a month, you can put it elsewhere. But I don't think. I can't imagine what else they would do. Like. Dota 2 VR, Artifact relaunched. No. Everybody was flipping out about this yesterday, and it was just like, because finally there's news about another Half-Life game. But mm-hmm. it's also part of the thing, it was like, has the ship sailed on this? Like, I saw so many people being like, everybody who gave a shit about it, Half-Life 3 is 40-something now. Like, did right. they, are they going to care about this VR title and go out and buy it and be and a part of it? Episode 2 ended on a cliffhanger, and people want that cliffhanger resolved. Yeah. But, like, on the same, Shenmue 3 is out. Like, and people have been waiting twenty years to finish that or finish that story, but you don't hear a lot of buzz about it right now. Oh, we'll get to that. Maybe, well, kind of, maybe not. <laughs> it's not news, but it's definitely a thing. Do you care at all about Half Life? I played the games. I don't. If I pl- if I had access to this, I would probably just like play it. But I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna go out and get a headset for it at all. Yeah, Half Life. I was like, I never liked, and I never understood why people thought it was so great. IMO, so I've never been upset that it's on stasis. I love pretty much other Valve's other shooters much better, like Left 4 Dead and Portal. 100%. That's Imran Khan. Take it to the bank, everybody. That's <laughs> Portal 3, deserve, we need Portal 3 more than we need Half-Life 3. Just yes. And Portal 3 would be fit better in VR. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It would everybody. also make you incredibly oh, sick. Very sick. I'd be, I'd be vomiting all over the place. <gasps> Number three! Amy Hennig has a new gig. This is Dean Takahashi Adventure Beat. Hollywood studio Skydance Media, maker of the Mission Impossible and Terminator movies, has hired Uncharted, Uncharted co-director. God damn, I fucked that all up. Uncharted co-creator Amy Hennig and former Electronic Arts executive Julian Beek uh, to start a new game studio in the San Francisco Bay Area. The move means that Skydance, run by Larry Ellison's son, David Ellison, will give Hennig and Beak the leeway to create a new division within Skydance and form a new game studio that will hire lots of game developers in offices in the Bay Area and at Skydance Media's headquarters in Santa Monica, California. In an interview with GamesBeat, uh, Hennig said the new company will target gamers and non-gamers alike on both traditional and emerging streaming platforms with new story-focused experiences crafted as an interactive series, uh, and they will employ state-of-the-art computer graphics to provide the visual fidelity of television and film, but with an active lean-in experience that puts the audience in the driver's seat. In other words, it's a lot like the kind of games Hennig has done in the past, uh, like the Uncharted series, starring the swashbuckling Nathan Drake, which was... A kind of funny ode to video game form Raiders Lost the Ark. Uh, A games industry veteran with more than 30 years of experience, Hennig was recently honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award at 2019 Game Developers Choice Awards and was presented with a 2016 BAFTA Special Award in recognition of her outstanding uh, contribution to the video game industry. Yay, Amy. Yay. Raw deal of DA. Rod, I mean, like, what was it? She was working on Star Wars. that got canceled. Yeah. Then she did some work on Hardline, but they never really said what it was which hardland battlefield really yeah oh i, I thought that when she they canceled the star wars thing she was just that was the end of they, they were like we're gonna do something with her for a while so they can put her on hardline for a bit i uh-huh. might be getting the timeline of that yeah up. hardline came out way before any okay. of that was worked on okay so she was on that first and then she was <clears throat> also then the star, star wars, wars thing and, and then, then that got canceled then she, came. yeah on top of being on at uncharted uh, working on uncharted 4 Right. And then leaving that in a whole hullabaloo and like uh, and the game getting restarted and people that worked on it getting fired and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or leaving the project. I don't know yeah. if they got fired. But I mean, when I saw this this morning, I was like, the Walking Dead people? But I guess that's Skybound. That's not Skybound. Sky- yeah, not Skybound. Skydance. Uh, not not la- the last. Did you do, stick with me, did you do Judges Week in 2018? No. 
We they did a they they were a part of Judges Week then, and they had a couple VR titles that were just garbage, <laughs> just ugh, no. So this is a big play for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a big thing. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, man, you know, go get them. You know what I mean? Every start somewhere. Yeah. But they had some game. I was just put like, them in the most something. expensive place to make video games in the world. You know, don't be and like this. Don't be. No, no, it's it's a big investment, is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna read them because we're running so late. But the other stories today was that uh, Switch UK saw sales. South. Saw I know <laughs> my typo in my title. <laughs> UK sales. Uh, had a 30% uh, increase or spike uh, during the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield. You can go to gamesindustry.biz and read that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also an article over at IGN about how Mario Galaxy influenced Gears of War 5, which I thought was interesting. Uh, PUBG also eliminating uh, loot, paid loot crates. That's another gamesindustry.biz one. Because I had those in there originally when I was like, man, short on the news today. And I was like, I don't know how long Game Awards will take. And it took 45 minutes. So there <laughs> uh, Imran, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what Amy makes with Skydance, not Skybound. But that's still so far away. If I wanted to know what was happening in the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games that we show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Whoa. There's a quick, yeah. Yeah. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. We'll begin with Third Love. Nearly all of the kind of honeys. And by that, I mean our wives and girlfriends. I have gone and checked everyone and talked to everybody. Are using Third Love bras, and it's time to find out why. Number one. The perfect fit. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Number two, more sizes than most other brands. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Number three, convenience. Uh, you can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder. Order, try on at home. It's great. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. They're available every day via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. And this is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. The straps won't slip, and it's tagless label, so there's no itching. Third Love donates all their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local SF Bay area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over $15 million worth of bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Up next is Quip. I love brushing my teeth with my Quip because it turns out I was brushing my teeth wrong for a long time and then Quip came into my life and explained why I was doing it wrong. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most to your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in two-minute timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked strings to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, 
the Good Habits Company. And finally, it's Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy and getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. We've talked about this before. Moved here. Got a loan. Bad interest rate. Sucked. Screwed everything up. I wish this existed. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you, and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, you can get your funds the next business day, usually the next day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. In hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames, games, 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 games. Out today! Oh, man, there's a lot of games out today. It's Tuesday. That makes sense. Mm. Out today, Munchkin, Quacked Quest, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Football Manager, 2020, PC. Golem, PS4. The Unicorn Princess, Switch. Narcos, Rise of the Cartel, PS4 and PC. WRC8, Switch. Zumba, Burn It Up, Switch. Garfield Kart Furious Racing. I know you'd be excited, Switch. Diamonds, PC. Both PC. <laughs> I like that that got you. <laughs> Forbidden Love with the Ghost Girl, PC. Give me a trailer on Forbidden Love. Forbidden Love with the Ghost Girl on PC. Guild Wars 2, the Ice Brood Saga Episode 1, Whispers in the Dark. Uh, Google Stadia is out officially today. Officially. Officially, I put your quotes up. Uh, the Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets is on PlayStation VR. Uh, the first ever expansion for Age of Wonders Planetfall is available on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it took years. But, well, hold on, before I get into it, I'm going to talk about Shimmy. Forbidden Love with the Ghost Girl. Throw this up for me. Is, it gonna, is this a trailer? This is exactly what you think it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm a guy, and I sure do love ghost girls. I'm a girl. My back hurts. <laughs> you can imagine why. <laughs> I'm another guy. I also love girls. I wear t-shirts. Which is the so. ghost oh girl? God. Yeah, I know. I gotta get. Is she a ghost? No, I don't think so. Are they all ghosts? They. That's a. Oh, you know what? Ghost. I'd be into a dating sim with where everyone just dead. Oh, my, BB. <laughs> <laughs> that was a was BB that, right there, everybody. Was that? Oh, okay, she looks like a ghost. She looks. Well, she looks super. She's natural. bringing the ghosts to the. Whoa, okay. Oh, interesting. I don't know what language this is, but I'm. Gamer Can I read for guess it's not English? Oh, no. Oh, that girl's got no eyes. She's the ghost girl. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Is that is some right. forbidden oh, love? Oh, with oh, get it off the screen. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, God, Barrett. It's close every time. You this, know what I mean? This is getting more alarming as we go. After so many years, Shemu 3 comes to PS4 and PC, and the nanobiologist writes in with a question. What's up, Greg and Imra? Today, the long-awaited Shenmue 3 comes out, and the reviews that are out seem to be positive. But why would Deep Silver originally choose to have the review embargo be lifted two days after the release date? History has shown that review embargoes that come up after release by a significant amount are usually not good. So, were they originally riding on word of mouth from the Shemu fans to push sales to new players and not rely on reviewers to push the same message? Imran, I'm really interested to hear what you thought about all of this as someone who's been playing through Shenmue to get ready for 3. 
Finally, can you all talk about the review embargo process a little bit and how a change in embargo lift date would affect your work schedule? I only ask because I think that the push up for the review embargo to be lifted is why there's not many reviews out today. I I saw that review embargo bullshit. And it's I I think he nanobiologist probably right that they want fan messages out first and then reviews out after. Me personally, I if I got that embargo saying, yeah, you're limited. If you take this review copy, you can't do anything until today after release. I'd be like, no, I'm not taking the review copy. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it on the day. Like, I'm you're getting a shitty it. review then. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not like I don't mean the game will be rated badly. I mean like you're gonna get a more rushed review because I I have to have time pressure now. But I would not agree to any publisher that did that to me. And I think I think they know it's not gonna rate well in general. Like word of mouth is positive because. Probably the Shenmue fans are the ones who go into it first or super highly are super up on the game, remember the story, know what Shenmue is like, and don't care that this game is still basically old Shenmue. Yeah. I think a lot of reviews are going to be looking at it in a more modern context, especially reviews of a very highly anticipated game with not a whole lot of other big games coming out this week or today. So they know that it, this game will get dinged for being an old game. In that sense, from a marketing perspective, they're probably right. On the other hand, this is bullshit. They should like they should know better that they can't faff people around like that. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the thing is, I to nanobiologist, I didn't have time to look around with everything that happened this morning. Like, are the reviews good that are out? I've seen like, two reviews this morning. They were both positive. They were okay. both like, I don't know if they had scores, but if they did, they were like eighty to. 90. I saw one tweet from somebody in our uh, ecosystem being like, "I just started this, and woof, what a bad way to start." Yeah. And then I saw this one from Dan Reichert uh, of Giant Bomb fame. Uh, it's the tutorial menu for it, and it says, Shemu 3's fighting tutorial is just, is quote, just hit the face buttons, end quote, and quote, you can hit R2 if you, you can hit R2 if you want, I guess. And he has a <laughs> screenshot that, that literally the, the instructions for fighting are this. Just hit the circle, triangle, square, and cross buttons. Try pressing the R2 button. Eat and fill up before fighting. That's the tutorial. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's the way Shenmue's Bowsim has always worked, is like, when they try to teach you a move, they don't say, like, press X, Y together and then immediately press kick. Like, what they do is, like, use your hands together for any forward motion, and then you'll follow it up with a kick. Okay. It's like, okay, that's actually way harder, and I don't understand what you want me to do, so I'm going to keep practicing this move for the next five minutes on the stream while everyone's like, do this. Why yeah. aren't you doing it? Like, why is this not working right? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what they want me to do. That's Shenmue. Yeah. And I, like, this game seems like what Shenmue fans want. That said, I've also been seeing a lot of people saying if they sh- cross or crowdfunded Shenmue 4, I, as a backer of like at a $100 level or whatever, I would not back Shenmue 4 mm-hmm. because they didn't like the way this one worked out. They didn't like that it took so long. They don't like the, the end result maybe. Maybe it's just an Epic Game Store thing. But people are mad in general at this game. I kind of wonder if like that's a Pokemon thing where it's just a vocal minority yeah, or it's like that vocal minority is the entirety of the Shenmue audience, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as somebody who has no no attachment to it before has never played a Shenmue. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, I'm. I, yesterday I got, and I, I talked, Mike Biffle put up a thing of like, wow, there's no Shenmue reviews today? Yeah. And I responded, I'm like, Ca- caveats for you. I'm not sure if they think I'm a presser and influencer. I'm not sure if that matters to them either. I'm not sure... Um, I've lost the second caveat I put on it. Hold on, was that? Was that? But uh, I got my code. Yes. Oh, I'm also not a Shenmue fan, so I'm sure I'm not high on the review list. Yeah. I got my code yesterday afternoon with an embargo of this morning. It's like, weird because like, all right, to like for the preview stuff, they were going to come here and like we were going to do a video with them, 
And then they just stopped talking to us at some point. It was like, okay, well, I guess they find out what kind of funny he is and they don't care. Like, oh, no. They, they, they're like, we, they saw anything Nick did. And like, we want to be part of that. <laughs> um, and then to your question, uh, Nano, like how does the review embargo getting moved up or whatever changed it? I mean, yeah, it would be more work to do, but I also think most people are probably prepping reviews for right, right around release date. I don't know if you're giving yourself that extra buffer. But yeah, like it's probably an editing for most people now, but yeah, I I also just assume it's a fairly long game. Yeah, so uh, new dates for you. Fight and Rage is coming to PS4 on December third, and Blair Witch is coming to PS4 December third as well. Hmm. I started that on Xbox and never got too far in it. So now it has trophies. And- no, I have a chance. Well, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was like I was actually pretty. I saw the I think I saw the news about that on IGN. Mm-hmm. I was like, what did they even give this? And they gave like an eight eight. I was like, damn, really? That's I was playing on Xbox. It was not running well. It didn't feel good. Like, yeah. know, maybe I've, I'll check it out again. Yeah, who knows? I've heard middling things, but yeah. we'll see. There you go. Uh, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Evan needs help on PlayStation 4. Evan's PSN is Drep Play. D-R-E-P-P-L-A-Y. Astroneer launched on PlayStation 4 recently, and it has been a favorite game of mine on PC for a while. I need help getting the multiplayer trophies so I can get that big, juicy platinum trophy. Message, Drep Play on PSN if you want to squad up everybody if you want to play that go hit up drep play we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up wow. so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe at a glance it doesn't look good in here today <laughs> um Ignacio says Imran suggested there's a bias against Nintendo for Game of the Year in 2017. Nintendo had two Game of the Year nominations. Yeah, it just they uh, have, it's weird they have their own category of like stuff we just don't want to put. This year, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. This year's a bit different. Oh no, that's that one. Okay, no. Uh, talk about what you've been gone for a while. Talk while I do that, and I'll find stuff. Uh, I was at Kansas City. I meet up with some of the kind of funny people oh. there. I think it was Borzen was the one of the people I met there. I went to like. A barcade there. I barcade stuff is hard because I feel like you need. Which one did you go to? Tapcade. Okay. Like I feel like you need a general, a good spread of games. It was mostly stuff like fairly old stuff, which is fine. It's nice, but it would be nice to have like a third strike cabinet there or something like that. Like something a bit more modern that if I want to stick my teeth into and stay there for a while, I could. It's like okay, well here's a Street Fighter Two cabinet with a somewhat broken joystick. I want to check out the barcade that's nearby here a bit more than the one with the Killer King, Queen Black mm, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I played a lot of Pokemon also while I was gone. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm eager to talk about that when we get to Gamescast this week. Yeah. Gamescast coming up. It's rad. It is rad. It, it has some problems. I could definitely agree oh, with yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Uh, was the wild area built up too much as like a big deal and oh it's very God. okay it's it's all right yeah, yeah. it's it feels kind of half-baked in some respects yeah yeah like Rest. i wish that i wish that it told you what pokemon were not catchable when you're on the field yeah yeah that would be cool that'd be nice because it's like it's like oh cool an onyx i'd love to catch this oh wait no i can't and also to, it felt like they're when, before the game came out they're gonna be like oh this is like a big area like this is gonna be most of the map and it's like Definitely not. Yeah, it's the weird interstitial segments. Maybe I like just a had a weird perception of it, but uh, yeah, it's definitely way smaller than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Everything else I'm enjoying except your rival, who's just the fucking most God, he's fucking kid. everywhere. Like, I guess he travels with you, and like you yeah. never get a break from him. 
Well, that's that's been kind of the story with the the last few Pokemon games, like Sun and Moon and X and Y. You like even X and Y. I think you travel with like a group of friends, and right. like <clears throat> one of them is your rival and stuff like that. And that's just kind of been the situation. Um, yeah, there but is, I, I liked it in Sun Moon because in Sun Moon you were the rival, so you were always there yeah. first to doing the thing, and then the other guy would come by and like, oh, Imran did this. I'm gonna have to get this badge too. Yep. Yep. Okay, I've whittled it down. Okay, today's a great example of I do. You can't editorialize in this fucking thing. The system <laughs> doesn't work. It's, I'm sure I missed other things, but it's all fucking gabbing in here about stuff like it's Twitch chat. What did we fuck up? That's what we need to know. Uh, uh, Magic Man thirteen sixteen says Barrett said Courage is going to Mixer, but he has signed a partnership with YouTube. That was, I think, okay. I'd already said that, but you said, I'm just putting it out there. Don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> uh, uh, Antonio Batista says, according to IGN, Shemu's review embargo was a miscommunication that I wasn't actually two days after the fact. Uh, Steven writes in and says, currently there are three critic scores on Metacritic for Shenmue 3, a 70, a 60, and a 50. However, it has 157 user reviews that sit at an 8.4 user rating. So I imagine that's why they wanted this embargo bullshit. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Because I guess Kickstarter's got it earlier, so yeah. they're more likely to be kind to a game they back. Exactly, and it's a game that they, they knew what they were getting into. And that's, again, you can totally... Enjoy a game that critically doesn't score well. Like, yeah. you understand what you're getting into. Uh, and then Kevin says, Half-Life VR isn't exclusive to the Index. So we'll see what happens. Oh, there. yeah. Neat. All right, cool. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, it's kind of funny games daily. We had a lot of fun here today, didn't we? We learned some things. We grew some things. B-Force over there having a happy day. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> it'll be me and Gary Witta. Thursday, Imran Khan returns. Friday, Imran and Fran run the show because, of course, we'll be heading to London. You can hit up at MC Fixer on Twitter. Find all the community events outside of the meet and greet we're doing that is ticketed. And if you don't have a ticket already, too bad, man. It's over. You screwed up. That's done. Yeah. Also, Gamescast live Thursday, patreon.com slash games, 2 p.m. Myself, Tim, Fran, and Imran Khan. Imran, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Until next time, <laughs> it's better push to serve you. <laughs>